Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, we're 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 doing this over the internet today, so uh, you know. So you know. Yeah. The fans need to know. Thanks to Alex Machina of Slactory.com, who did our Thanks awesome, indeed. awesome theme song. Um, what are we talking about today, Andrew? Today we're going to be doing our season five overview. We'll be looking at yeah the season as a whole. Yep. uh, Looking at you know arcs as they came and went, uh, what we thought was going to happen at the beginning, and if that matched up at the end. Yeah. What ended up happening? Maybe some loose threads that we wish they'd uh, come back to. Loose threads. Favorite characters that were introduced this season, stuff like that. Talking about. Hickey. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have uh, a pressing need to start, or shall uh, I? Begin well, I didn't write any notes because I, you know, fuck, fuck the fans, man. I just don't care anymore. I don't care about anybody. He's a rock star now. Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm feeling real Jeff season one. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jeff, let's talk about Jeff's arc this season. Yes. Uh, so it was uh, the first episode, very Jeff-centric, uh, showing how to bring Jeff back to Greendale. Yeah. Uh, if you recall, the first episode of season five had Jeff uh, in a failing side business uh, where he was trying to be an actual good guy lawyer. Yes. A hero lawyer. Yep. And that did not work out for him at all. He was trying to help people, as uh, Rob <laughs> yeah. Corddry said. <laughs> Yep. Do you remember his character's name? Uh, Alan. Yes. Thick. Alan nope. Thick. Nope. <laughs> don't remember. But I don't remember the actual last name. It was Alan, though. It was Alan. Um, so Alan uh, came to him with an offer uh, to join up uh, that firm that he had or something. Yeah, the firm that he had worked for before, where where his boss was Drew Carey and he had a hole in his hand. Right. Uh. So, but he wasn't there. It was just Alan. Well, because he's dead, as we found out later. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Drew Carey, killed off screen. Sorry, I don't know what just happened. Okay, so... Uh, yes, and the... <laughs> I don't know why. The killed off screen threw me off. So, <laughs> Alan Connor. His last Ooh. name is Connor. I right. I can now confirm. So, uh, that brings Jeff back to Greendale in a plot... To um, there was someone who wanted to sue Greendale uh, because yeah. of they did not learn how to properly build bridges, build a uh, design bridge, design a bridge, yes. uh, and they got their diploma at Greendale. Yes, so they're suing the school 
for uh, entrusting him to the world with a diploma for engineering. Mm-hmm. So Jeff was supposed to go back because he had an in. They thought, oh, you can go in and get those records before they destroy them. Yep. Uh, but then Jeff gets there and the dean thinks that Jeff is there to help. Because, uh, you know, he loves Jeff. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and he thinks Jeff feels the same way. He's just happy to see Jeff again. Uh-huh. And uh, that was a great, uh, I think we should hearken back to that moment uh, when the dean first comes on screen. He's, he comes out and he asks his secretary, why are you wearing Jeff's cologne? And then he sees Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> great. He's got his scent memorized. <laughs> it's really great. <clears throat> and also I'd like to think that maybe maybe the dean had some of Jeff's cologne sitting somewhere or maybe he suggested to his secretaries you should wear this cologne. <laughs> I don't think he suggested it because he was surprised when he when he smelled the smell. Well, maybe, but I definitely I definitely think he has regular access to that cologne. <laughs> well no, I think maybe it was a thing where he was like, "Hey, uh, what was her name? Sylvia?" He was like, "Hey, uh Ron Rhonda? Rhonda? Something with an R. Hey Rhonda. Something with an R. Could you uh wear this?" And she was like, "Hell no." And then so he's like, "Wait, why are you wearing it?" <laughs> uh so yeah so he comes yeah. back and uh and it turns out that the dean told uh abed about this as well somehow for help well yeah uh the the jeff's cover was that he was he was going to form uh, the save greendale committee uh to save greendale uh and then uh the dean called uh abed to um to to recruit to recruit him to that committee yeah which is a nice little, uh, I don't know if, if we need to revisit CFL for this, by the way, which is a nice little callback to season one in that uh, Jeff was just trying to get one person in the study group, Britta, and she called everyone else. Uh, in this instance, uh, Dean just tried to get one person into the Save Green Duck Committee. That was Abed, and he called everyone else. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That has, that, Repilot has so many callbacks to the to that first, to episode. That first episode. It's it's really amazing yeah uh, uh i can now i can also confirm that Rhonda is the name of the uh thank secretary. you uh so that's a that's jeff's setup where he and he he decides not to um go against greendale he decides to actually help it yeah uh by the end of the episode. yeah by the end of the episode um yeah so he actually uh you know he he wants to start a good a good run here yeah uh what, what i like about jeff's arc this season is that he's it, it it's kind of a misdirect here and then it, it's it seems like this season's going to be all about him and then his his <clears throat> his arc is kind of resolved i would say kind of uh, early-ish on it, it the finale is i mean he has the moment when he cares about everyone and he, he you know he pours the hug on the bomb and saves mm-hmm. everyone but it, 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 we've already we already kind of know that he cares about everyone before mm-hmm. that, uh, which I which I like that it uh, that you know that uh, uh, see the end of season three was really kind of the end of of Jeff's big overall show arc, and th- they don't try to pretend it wasn't yeah. uh, in this season, which I really uh, I liked. I uh, I was very uh, I don't know I was uh, I respected mm-hmm. that. But now, uh, so the technically, I guess, with the end of season five, would would the Save Greendale committee disband? They've saved Greendale. That was the implication in the in the season yeah. finale, definitely. So uh, maybe we'll they'll find a new reason to get together in season six. Yeah, I think uh, that's a neat challenge uh, that uh, 
Yeah. Dan Harmon and the writers have given themselves uh, should season six occur, which it yeah, hopefully the, will. It will. They they yeah they had this this kind of safety line where they said okay well we've we've created the thing that gets them mm-hmm. together they could have easily just extended that into season yep. six but uh, instead they're they're it seems like they're they're uh, not overreaching and, and not extending it further than it should yep. be which uh, is mm-hmm. great you can you can always count on them to do the right thing uh, also another big Jeff centric episode was the GI Jeff yes uh, that dealt. Um, you know, through through the use of animated, um, uh, what would that be called? Hallucination. I don't know what word animated hallucination. Oh, yeah. uh, coma dream. Coma, coma vision, vision dream. Coma vision uh-huh. HD. He uh, Jeff uh, deals with the fact that he is uh, turning forty. Yes. Which uh, you know that's uh, that's I guess that's scary for him. Yeah, well, aging is something that he has mentioned in the past as something that he's uh, not for. There was, of course, the incident when male nurse Jackie told him he had high cholesterol, uh-huh. which made him very angry. I think that was either season yep. one or two. So that's that's kind of always been uh, in the background uh, for Jeff, and then it uh, it came to a head, obviously, there. Yep. And uh, So, yeah, really solid, solid character development mm-hmm. over this season. What, would, say, what, would you, what do you think of what, what happened with him in the Meow Meow Beans episode? Um, Apple? development and condiment based something or other uh i think it was just app development and condiments wasn't it probably uh i mean in that but in that episode um he he wants to stay outside of uh whatever that system is um but then he he has to join it because he wants to remain cool he wants to remain in control which is is um kind of always jeff's thing but I also say um, I think cool was the other part of it. I don't think it was necessarily about about cool for Cause him. Because there's a line where he complains about he's like, "There's already a system. It's where the cool people get everything," and he's referring to himself. Yeah, because he knows he's cool. His coolness is a constant. Mm-hmm. But what he liked about his coolness was the was the power and the control that came with it. That's why he liked that system, I think, mm-hmm. and that's why he joined Meow Meow Beans was to get that control back. What do you think of him? Uh, like uh, in that episode, he kind of burns Britta. Like she, she wants him to get un- into the fives to to overturn the system. Yeah, I, and that's I, clearly I not what he wants to do once he gets there. Yeah, I, I, I you know, he, he, that's. I think that's kind of Jeff's. Uh, that's his kind of even with his. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, his, uh, season three was kind of the end of his overall transition from asshole to good person, mm. but he never really got over his love of control. I would say, which is this nice kind of thing that they left for him to still have, and I think uh, that's a, that's a moment that it manifested in, uh, and he can still uh, screw up in situations like that. Okay. He's still a better person overall, but he <laughs> still has this kind of weakness that'll uh, occasionally flare up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they say in the herpes community <laughs> well, all right then i'll trust you on that one is flare up is that a, is that a herpes specific term or is that just a general i think that could be anything that could be anything okay. that's like a rash or i just know it from the uh, herpes commercial that's the place where i hear it the most mm-hmm. uh all right so decide, we're do you know what to keep in our season five wrap up we we're we're gonna wrap up some tangents as well <laughs> so uh do you think the herpes pill industry <laughs> has ruined the term flare-up yes for people who just want to use it to describe non-herpes related things unequivocally 
Okay, good to know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Pierce. Yes. So Pierce may he rest, may had, he rest in Pierce. Yeah, he had an amazing cameo in episode one. <laughs> yes, uh, which was uh, kept under wraps uh, somehow that that uh, didn't get out. Which uh, you know, good on them. Yeah, he shows up literally as a as a hologram. Yes. When when Jeff needs needs to hear his words most. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, he gives him some advice inadvertently in a pre-taped yeah. hologram that's just meant to be a message to people looking for the library or something. Yeah. And it was really a, a, a great send off for the character. It's, it's mm-hmm. I, I'm so glad that they were able to get that in before they killed him off because spoiler alert, by the way, although who, who would be listening to us, <laughs> this podcast without having seen season five. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really, uh, it was a, a really nice moment. He goes out, uh, with a gay joke and in true Pierce fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just excellent, <clears throat> excellent, uh, scene, which, uh, represents p- p- not his whole arc because we still have his, uh, f- his funeral episode, but yes, uh, I do want to talk about, um, the, so the episode when we find out that Pierce, uh, has died. Uh, that's the episode with the um, ass crack bandit, and that one was called yes. um, something numismatics, uh, intergluteal numismatics. Right. Uh, yeah. And at that time, that was kind of a that was a real shocker that they dropped that. It was. It was th- towards the end of the episode, it, and it was it was built up real nice where um, Annie and Jeff were pursuing the ass crack bandit. He had just. Uh, cracked uh duncan mm-hmm. and they were pursuing uh him or her down the hallway mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of fog clears and, and shirley uh is standing there and she says hey pierce is dead yeah which just kind of brings the whole scene to a halt uh really really uh, well done moment mm-hmm. and also that that episode was really brilliant for the fact that it, it called back to season two uh when annie uh and well a lot of people were running for president or whatever of uh of greendale um yeah they they annie ran on on part of her party ticket was catching the ass crack bandit yes and as she says in this episode she tried to do something about this two years ago and no one cared then yeah is uh is a line in the episode it's pretty great yeah so well done uh well done so community crew (laughs) so when pierce dies it's like a it's a real shot a real shock it's a it's a you know it's really crazy. And then, then the next episode, um, I don't recall what that one's called. Uh, the one right after that. It's like lie detectors and... Co- uh, cooperative calligraphy. Right. Which, because it was a reference to cooperative calligraphy, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which was uh, the episode where they lose the pen in the study room. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, uh, uh, it was a bottle episode uh, where Walton Goggins yeah. comes in Shout, he, yeah, shout out to Justin. He's a he's a uh, a lie detector test giver. I don't remember what the official term for that is. No, well, he was the executor of Pierce's will. Yeah, he brought the lie that the. But he was chosen specifically for his them. polygraph skills. Was he? I thought because they had that the Asian lady was running the polygraph. Yeah, but he was the one like asking the questions. There was even the joke. Okay. I don't think that. That's not polygraph skills. No, there was a joke in the tag of that episode where he was saying, like, I have an idea for a script where uh, there's a really hot polygraph guy, and that was supposed to be him. 
Like that was a joke. Oh, that is true. That is true. Um, <clears throat> but whatever the, the his true title was, he was acting as an executor of Pierce's will, um, yeah. which Pierce had decided that no matter how innocuous his death looked, that it should be treated as a murder. <laughs> yeah. And that all the people in the room plus uh, the study group plus Chang were all suspects. Yes. <laughs> and Chang, the, it should be noted the study group had, um, they, in order to get their inheritance, they had to go through the mm-hmm. polygraph. Chang was just a suspect who was free to leave at any mm-hmm. point, but who still at first volunteered to undergo the polygraph until he got to the first yep. question. <laughs> Which was, have you ever masturbated in a he study room? He took off the headset and walked out. To which he later yep. returned and said, he's masturbated everywhere. Yeah, and I don't think we gave him uh, professional points for that, but we should have, seeing as we gave it the other two times. Uh, I'm going to have to review the footage. Because he definitely says, I've masturbated everywhere. Everywhere! Oh, Why are we talking a lot of CFL yeah. in this episode? Because I've been rewatching episodes and I caught things that I didn't catch before. Well, so you know what? Shut up, letter fans! You're getting a dose of the of what the of what it's like to be in the community and, fantasy, and that you should today. join in season six. Yeah. Anyway, and for the movie, the movie will be like our Super Bowl that, of the. Community that'll be fantasy. so weird. I don't know how you. There's no commercial points. I don't <laughs> understand how you're going to do that. Well, we'll figure okay. out other things. Uh, still going on with Pierce. Uh, so in that episode, um, Pierce's death actually leads to the way that Troy uh, leaves the show. Yes. Uh, so Pierce leaves um, um, a boat and a lot of money <laughs> to yeah. Troy. Well, yeah. yeah, And, and yeah. some sperm. Everyone got sperm. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and he, he he says that if if Troy can complete the thing that Pierce never could complete, which is sailing around the world on his boat, the childish mm-hmm. tycoon, he will inherit uh, all of Pierce's shares in Hawthorne Wipes, which amounts to fourteen million dollars. Uh, so yeah, so Troy does that, and then is that the next episode, or do we get two episodes before that? No, the next episode is a, wow. is his send off. That was like a, an emotional couple episodes there. It was. It really was. Uh, so yeah, so let's let's dive right into Troy. Um, oh, one yeah. last thing about Pierce. Um, he he is so he's gone, but he's I would say he's not forgotten, and I don't think he will be forgotten uh, because he he definitely did get a visual mention in the GI Jeff episode, which I I still think that's really yes. great. That's really like uh, that's deep in like Jeff's subconscious. Um, yeah, there's there's a moment when he's he look he finds his desk in the in the coma mm-hmm. dream vision, and he just sees a note that says you know welcome to the club. Yeah, signed Pierce. It's like uh yeah. Anyway, uh so Troy, he was in five episodes. Correct. Uh, I think this is true. No, I think he was in six. No, because the sixth episode is the episode where there's the news bulletin. So no, is I've that got that information true? right in front of me. Yep. Do you? So Troy is in five episodes. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. You're correct. And then he leaves. Uh, the building up of of Troy leaving. Um, well, I would. I the build up comes in those that two episodes, but we knew he was going. We just didn't know how he was getting the send off. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know what what did um do you have a favorite moment from Troy uh, from the the first couple episodes before his send off? I know his send off is really great, but before the send off, uh, I mean, this isn't the episode. This isn't this is before it gets the send off. But I really like when uh, Troy is fiddling with um, Pierce's oh. soul vapor and it starts to escape, and he tries uh-huh. to catch it in his mouth <laughs> before saying, "Somebody <laughs> get a balloon," <laughs> which is pretty, pretty fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You what know, about you? You got a favorite one. moment in there? And that's weird. What was what were some Troy subplots in the first two or three episodes? I'm trying to think. Because uh, the first episode was Jeff coming back. The second episode, first episode was had a great line about his his Clive Owen Tumblr. Oh yeah, that sticks out. To that's me. in the <laughs> uh, the lying one, the lie detector one. Nope, that's in the first episode. Is it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, because he's Jeff says, you know, you've defined your your life by your relationship with another man. <laughs> to which he replies, "You found my clever one, Tumblr." Yeah. Uh, good stuff. What was episode two? Episode two Hickey. was a. Uh, I don't remember. Oh yeah. Hickey, and then the the A's the A minus revolt. Yeah, he 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 had kind of a reduced role this season. It must be said even before he mm-hmm. left. Um, uh, he did get cracked though. He had kind of a subplot going on in the Ask Crack Bandit episode. The what? Oh, he got cracked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was comforted with cups and bl- and blankets. Yeah, lots of cups. <laughs> and then he got the great uh, jaw scene where he slapped Starburns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so he leaves uh, in the s- in the fifth episode. That's mm-hmm. the floors lava episode. Yes. Um. Ooh, I just had a thought. Anyway, the floors lava episode, <laughs> where um. I just, I'm sorry. I just remembered um, in the last episode of the season, Richie's line about the floor is lava episode. He says, "Was th- that was the floor is lava?" <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. <clears throat> and uh, that's that's uh, that episode was caused by Abed um, wanting to, you know, have the the school do one last fun thing together with Troy, and uh, uh, the winner would get a, a like a comic worth fifty thousand dollars or something. Yes, space clone number right. one. And uh, I love how even the the when that contest starts, the dean goes, "Did you say fifteen or 50? And Abed says fifteen. He goes, "Oh, who cares? <laughs> Both." <laughs> yeah, Ab- no, Abed doesn't oh, say right. anything. Abed just starts counting down to the start of the game, and then Dean says, "Oh, who am I kidding?" And and decides that either way, yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> uh, so that was a pretty great episode. Yeah, um, that was also good. That was still. Um, I'd say, yeah, that was still, uh, that was only like Hickey's fourth episode and he had already at that point established himself for me as a favorite. Uh, yeah. when he comes rolling down the hallway on, uh, it is so, sort of steampunky, <laughs> uh, uh, fire extinguisher, uh, powered contraption machine. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> and then him, him pairing up yeah. with Britta. I thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah. that, that was a really good episode. It was a good yeah, send off. Uh, lots of little sad moments at the end when everyone's saying goodbye to Troy. Uh, he goes on the boating trip yeah. uh, with Lavar Burton as his navigator. Lavar Banana Burton, which is yeah. he was on Star Trek in the first season. Of Star Trek. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> there was controversy on this show before when I claimed that he was not the navigator; he was in fact the mm-hmm. engineer, which is true for most of the series run. 
but uh, I had forgotten that in that first season he was Navigator. In my defense, I mainly watched Star Trek The Next Generation in the form of reruns where it was all mm. out of order, and most of the time he was the engineer. Yes, and that's a, that's a callback to LeVar Burton uh, being a part of when Pierce uh, faked his death one time. Uh, he, yes. he, he somehow got LeVar Burton to come say hi to Troy, and uh, Troy yeah. said, never meet your idols. <laughs> yeah, because Troy was just frozen and couldn't say anything and embarrass himself. To and I still have LeVar Burton says, do you know me more from reading Rainbow or Star Trek The Next Generation? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's, such a, that's such a nice thing that a celebrity would do. Like, where do you know me from? Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh, LeVar Burton's yeah. a great guy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so at that point... Um, I also like that moment on the boat where LeVar Burton's like, oh, you're not you're not uh, nervous. And he's like, no, I'm a clone. <laughs> he's committed yeah. to this, uh, you know, game, whatever, or whatever you want to call it, where Abed is not sad that Troy's leaving because it's just a clone of Troy. Yeah, it's a clone of Troy and a clone of Abed that's less wildly mm-hmm. emotional. Uh, so, yeah, so you'd think that was the last of Troy and LeVar Burton. Well, you'd be wrong in the sixth episode because there's a there is yeah. a brief moment um where uh, that's the sixth episode is analysis of quirk based networking um that's uh yes. there was a subplot in that episode about the uh bear down for midterms being a bad idea because of the bear attack on the birthday party uh so then yep. there's a, a a cutaway moment or part of a montage where we see a news broadcast talking about the the bear birthday party massacre and on the the yeah. crawl at the bottom a news crawl there's a little blurb about LeVar Burton and uh, one and, w- and, a and a non-celebrity have ha- their boat has been yeah. hijacked by pirates, which yes. is just shocking, which uh, unresolved. unresolved. And that's why we there's definitely going to be a season six because you, you can't leave. That's, us I think, that. one of the things that I was a little bit disappointed about that they didn't get to again. But by the end of the season. Uh, some, but they're coming back, and I'm sure it'll be addressed then. Well, I think it would have still been nice to at least maybe in the second to last episode make one more reference. Yeah. Or they're saving it though. Maybe they got uh, big plans that they. Could I mean, they don't even have to bring Troy back. I think just uh, we at the time we said we would be fine with just things in the background hinting at what was happening. Yeah, and that would have been cool, but uh, maybe they just, maybe they didn't. Tell, maybe that's a story that they're gonna tell that they couldn't mm-hmm. give away too much of. Uh, you know, that's pretty much. Uh, it's not the end of my notes, but that's huh? it for Troy. That's it for Troy. But that's it for Troy. I, I have some. Uh, well, I'll talk about Hickey first. So Hickey, Buzz Hickey, is introduced this season. Uh, it's not. Yeah. He's not a a new teacher. He's a new character, though. We hadn't seen him before. He'd been teaching at Greendale for at least 15 years, I think he says at one point. Yeah, I believe believe that is the exact figure, it's 15 years. I'd like to apologize for the plane that is currently going by. Uh, Apparently very low. I can feel my house shaking. I might be about to be bombed. uh, Because the plane just flew very low. Maybe it's a Howard Hughes situation. And and caused my house to shake. Yeah, the uh, Hercules is is landing. Uh, All right, so... Uh, Hickey, we find out various things about him as this season goes on. Um, he used to be a cop. Um, he's currently the a criminology teacher, yeah. professor. 
Um, Annie is taking a, at least one class with him. Um, if not, I th- she yes. might have taken one before with him because didn't she dabble in criminology in the past at some point? She mm-hmm. might. Have. Uh, but yeah, so in this season, though, she's really kind of uh, she's trying to gain like his respect. Uh, I think definitely in that episode, um, the name of the episode is escaping me right now, but the one where uh, the, the Aaron Scor- Sorkin episode where she's trying to get political things done. Was that what? analysis of Cork Bakes networking? Am I oh. being dumb right now? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it was. Thanks. Yes. Yes, it was. And yes. So you in that episode, um, where Annie Annie thinks she can, uh, you know, impress Hickey by making backroom deals, it actually turns around on her, kind of, where she's having to sell yeah. out her morals in order to get something done that might not even be important anymore. Yeah. In order to get the cork board up, she yeah. has to ruin the cork board. And uh, I like the conclusion of that, where Hickey uh, he sees the good that she was trying to accomplish and he's willing to go over the heads of the whole system and just attach his own corkboard. Yeah. And he also sees that, that he, he learns lesson two about himself, which is his normal strategy of, of, uh, of not selling out and not ruining, you know, making the system dirty is to just back out. He realizes that instead he can in fact rise above mm-hmm. it and take action himself. Uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a really think, nice moment. Um, I I might be alone on this, but I I think I wanted uh, to see more of Nathan Fillion and uh, Kumail Nanjiani in 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 the pursuing I season. I felt like what they were building up there with the um, were they the janitors or are they the other ones? They're we were just starting to like you. <laughs> they were the custodians. Yeah, the custodians. They were the custodians. Yeah, the custodians. I- Jerry Mitt. Jerry Miner and Eddie Pepitone are the janitors. Yeah, the the custodians. I thought they were almost building them up to uh, air air conditioner repair status, where it's like uh, this is a secret part of. But yeah, I'm Greendale. I'm I'm glad they didn't do that because that would it would just be another air conditioner repair. Well, we already had that. I mean, they didn't. I'm I'm not saying they had to be exactly the same. I'm saying like it's a situation where this is we're peeling back the layers of Greendale. We're finding out yeah. like oh everything's broken here because the custodians are a corrupt system. <laughs> Yeah. Not just like yeah, I well with the air conditioner repair we found out oh they're getting all their money from the air conditioning repair like yeah just peeling back layers yeah I can see that and I'm all you know I'm always down for more Nathan Fillion and more Nathan Nathan Nanjiani <laughs> <laughs> Nanjiani uh, Kumail is his first name Scott Ackerman <laughs> Scott Ackerman yeah, says Nanjiani. it Italian. I want to say, by the way, mm. for the record, and I have no way of proving this, and maybe in personal life this is not true, but I was doing that before Scott Ackerman ever did that on the podcast. Well, he obviously heard you. In personal life. I want that out there for the record so that when I do it, people won't think I'm stealing from Scott Ackerman. I often do steal from Scott Ackerman, mm-hmm. but this is not a case of that. This is a case of two minds thinking alike. Yes. Uh, so uh, Hickey, we, we find out he has... Um, in that uh, post-apocalyptic episode, the Floors Lava episode, we find out that he has a gay yes. son named Fiorio. Yep. Well, we don't find out his name until D and D. Are you sure? I watched the the, the Floors Lava episode literally today, and yes, he just says my gay You're son. Right. In this episode. No, he he says my son is getting gay married. That's what he says. Yeah. Um, because I like the way that he put that. You he puts the emphasis yeah. on. 
the action. Uh, yeah, not, <laughs> not the, his own son, not the person. Um, but not like not in a judgmental. Yeah, not in a judgmental way. <laughs> just in like, oh, he's he's yeah. getting gay married. Yeah. Um. So then, in the uh, advanced, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Um. We yep. meet David Cross, who is uh, Hank, Hickey's other son. Yes. Yes. Uh, he does not get along. Does not get along with him at all, uh, because uh, you know, for just father son reasons. Yeah, he just he doesn't understand him. He can't relate Mm -hmm. to him. And uh, by the end of that episode, they haven't resolved their issues, but they're certainly getting along better than before. They've opened the line of communication. Mm -hmm. Is the is the thing, just like Nixon and China. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's something. Uh, so yeah, so by the end, um, you know, Hickey's a favorite. I think he's, he's well-developed. I yeah. think he, you know, he, he, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, he's filling in for the Pierce role. You know, he's, he's an older yeah. guy. He's, he's hangs out with the group. Uh, but he, but he's very different from Pierce. He's very, he, I mean, he, he is, he's, he's filling in that role and that there was, you know, the cast was smaller and, and kind of needed someone else to mm-hmm. round it out. In that sense, he is filling in the role, but he's not the same character yeah. at all, which is a, a smart move on their mm-hmm. part to, to make him his own thing. And I think that really works well. They got a great actor to come in and play him, Jonathan Banks. Do you think Jonathan Banks will be back for Ooh, season six? If we're lucky. I would like to think so. Uh, I don't know though. Maybe because uh, he's he's supposed to be a regular on Better Call Saul. If that's I don't think happens. there'll be a filming uh, crossover. Yeah, if, uh, if if Odenkirk can do Fargo and Better Call Saul, then surely Jonathan Banks can do uh, uh, Better Call Saul. Well, I don't think Community. Fargo's done filming. I think. Yeah, but I'm just you know maybe they'll be around in season two. He'll probably be point. dead. Listen, I'm getting to into way future uh, well, look things. i know you're into the way of the future the way of the future <laughs> the um, way of the future the way of the future so hickey if we're lucky hickey will come back and at the same time i you know if 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 he does you know that'd be great because i already i love that this season saw the return of duncan yeah that was fantastic yes. who had been sadly absent in seasons yeah. three and four uh well he might have dodged a bullet with four but yeah but yeah i mean we we always love uh when characters come back it's a lot of fun um yeah you know uh duncan was missed and he came back he was good uh if hickey became like a duncan like character where he could show up for a season and maybe half a season here or there that's good stuff well now you're suggesting a season seven which uh I'm not going to promise to anyone. Look, uh, Je- Joel McHale was somewhere talking about season seven, eight, and nine. So, was he? Yeah. Look, when was NBC this? NBC is this. in dire straits. <laughs> That's true. They could use a new, um, a new office. All I'm what? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Did Wasn't you just the office mean? on for like twelve seasons? Oh, a new yeah. The Office. You said just a new office, and I'm like literally like a, a new yeah, room. Yeah, they could probably <laughs> use that too. I mean, let's <laughs> let's get real. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, you know, I would like that, but I'm only I'm only gonna I'm only gonna put the map and guarantee that there's okay. gonna be six seasons. 
But uh, anyway, even if Hickey was in for half of those episodes on the sixth season, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and what else? Oh, and uh, we could talk about Chang a little bit. Uh, I think what they did with yes. Chang this season was perfect. I mean, season yeah. four, I think one of the major problems with season four was trying to shoehorn in a Chang uh, season long Chang plot where it was just all manufactured. Yeah, uh, it wasn't it was not great at all in season four. Uh, I, I think because uh, it, it, even like they had done that in season three had this kind of season-long Chang arc. But even that, it wasn't as involved as it was in season four. And there weren't that, – that arc didn't happen at all in seasons one and two. But I think for in some way because it had happened in season three, they're like, oh, well, obviously mm-hmm. we got to do this again, uh, which nope. they did not need to do. And, and as we clearly all they learned did in, in the season, season was uh, – in the first episode, he, Chang had to show up and, and, you know, they had to clarify his role. But then after that, he was just a teacher yeah. again. Like it wasn't – Yeah. Back but to, he, he, you know, and he still—it wasn't like they forgot he was crazy. It wasn't like uh, he didn't act crazy ever again. Uh, like I'd mentioned before, with yeah. the bear down for midterms uh, subplot, that was great. When he, yeah, when everyone, you yeah, know, he says like, "I know I I used to be crazy, but I don't like being called crazy anymore." And he started to cry or whatever. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Oh man, yeah. we gotta <laughs> we gotta be nice to him now." And so they did. So they went along with bear down for midterms. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then at the end of the season, when he he turns uh, t- he turns heel, he uh, he goes full on for Subway, yeah. and he does that fan <laughs> yeah Thank he does that, that fantastic term, uh, five dollar foot long rendition as he exits the room. So yes. good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, really, it really paid mm. off this season. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's, it, we've I mean, we've said this many times in, in the preceding episodes, but God. God damn it, it feels good to have yeah. Dan Harmon back. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think other... I mean, other side characters that showed up more than they did in, in season four, like Leonard. You know, it was great to have Leonard around. It was great to have, yep. you know... Uh, st- Although I would argue, I mean, not it wasn't good, but that would argue there was, just quantity-wise, there was more Leonard in season four. Because he featured prominently in that episode where he got expelled, kind of was the implication at the end of it. Oh, I don't sure. know if you remember that one. Um, um, but it was not. It wasn't good, Leonard. Like yeah. <laughs> there, uh, in season four. So it, it was. Mm. It was good to have good. Uh, Leonard, I, I didn't even write this down, but I just uh, realized we we could talk about the return of Starburns. That was a. Yes. That was a big one. Back from the dead. Because um, at the end of season three, we found yeah. out that Starburns had faked his death. Uh, so now here yes. in season five, uh, in the uh, uh, intergluteal numismatics episode, we find out that Starburns yeah. was still alive and hiding out in the stables on Greendale. Yes, and he he took the fall, mm-hmm. said he was the ass track bandit uh, in exchange for Dean Pelton somehow having the authority to drop <laughs> the meth charges against him. <laughs> Probably because it was all tied in with the stolen lab equipment, so... Yeah, so there's some some loophole where it's 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 just up to the school to mm-hmm. to press charges. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that was really cool that because Dan Harmon came back, you know, um, they got Starburns back. Yeah, because Dino Stamatopoulos had said 
that he would he would not do the show at all once mm-hmm. Dan Harmon when Dan Harmon had been fired that he he said he would have come back but without mm-hmm. Dan Harmon he's not going to um but now Dan Harmon's back and uh and and Dino came yep. back with him which was uh, great uh yeah uh I have you know a complaint <laughs> okay I know you're going to be like ah whatever Johnny Johnny Weiner over here in the first episode when everyone's uh, kind of re- re-piloting themselves, you know, they're reintroducing their their concerns, their characters, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, we get a kind of a big bomb dropped uh, with Shirley. Uh, the marriage yes. is on the rocks again because she yeah. has committed herself too fully into her business. Yes. And, uh, you know, that made me sad because her and Andre, they worked things out. They had a baby. Now they're breaking up again. That was sad, and uh, they never came back to that idea. They didn't. Uh, it was sad. I can confirm that it was sad. Uh, they uh, do. Um, you know, they kind of refer to her having, you know, kids and and having a relationship with her children. So it's not like she loses the kids. Yeah. Um, and it's not like she's not prominently featured in several episodes. She's a big part of the uh, Meow Meow Beans episode. Yeah. Um she was a big part of the Ass Crack Bandit episode. Yep. Uh you know, she she was featured throughout, but uh I don't think she had any kind of uh subplot that you know concerned her character uh, or that new development in any way. Uh you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh uh it didn't bo- it uh, all I can say is it didn't really bother me. Um I I think again that that it, that's something they can get to next season. Uh, yeah, I just it's not too late. I but I I, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I don't I don't think it's a an invalid complaint. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not um, even blaming. Uh, I'm I don't even know who to blame. I'm mean, I'm not going to blame Dan Harmon. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, he he pulled off a magic trick making this season so good. Yeah, um, I and just I, I think uh, having Andre Lever got the character to the place where she needed to be in Repilot. I think, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of I don't think. It, it wasn't her story this season, so it wasn't necessarily needed to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And when you only have 13 episodes, you know, I can see stuff needs to get pushed onto the back burner. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I definitely can see think... how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I would hope they get to it next season. Yeah, I think the 13 episodes is what limited them so much uh, storytelling-wise. You, yeah. you can only tell so many stories, so you, you got to focus on uh, what's going to, you know, keep the keep the whole thing moving. Yeah. Uh, so you can't really take any detours into character situations unless it's going to also move everything forward. Um, but yeah, but at least, I mean, we got we got a, a couple of interesting Brita episodes, I feel like. Um, there was that one where um, they went to uh, the charity event and yeah. uh, uh, Duncan was, was going to try and hit on Brita and we find out, you know, some of Brita's old friends and what they're up to now. And that she's like yep. the only one who's still actually an activist. The yeah. rest of them have sold out. Uh, so I think, you know, yeah. th- there was some good development in other places. Uh, I just, you know, yeah. I, if I look back over the seasons of, of episodes that I really enjoyed, I like I like the uh, the, the episode, I think it was since, was it two season two where Abed becomes Jesus and there's a documentary or something? I believe that was season two. Yeah, and, yes. and Shirley doesn't like that so much. I, I like that episode a lot. 
Yeah. Um, I like the one yeah, where one. where we find out about Shirley and Jeff's history with the foosball machine. I think that's really interesting. Yep. Yeah, that was another great one. So there's a lot of uh, you know, Shirley is good. I think uh, maybe maybe she doesn't have as many fans for some reason, but I think she's a really good character. She's great. Yeah, and and hopefully we'll see more of her in season mm-hmm. six. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, the return of Rachel. Yes. Uh, Rachel was a season four invention. Yeah. Um, she uh, was like Abed's mate. She understood his movie references and liked them, liked to make them as much as he did. Yeah. Uh, and played by Brie Larson. Uh-huh, Brie Larson. And they they got her to return for season five. Um, she's still a coat check girl, although no one gave yep. her that as, authority. As we learned, yeah, she just started it on her own without anyone's permission. Uh-huh. And her and Abed start dating, and uh, by the end of the season, they're still dating. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Abed tries to get her to move mm-hmm. in with him, and then before realizing that that is ill-advised. That's a, you know, that's something I thought of, but I didn't write down here. But uh, by the end of that episode, they still don't have anyone to move in with them. It's true. And uh, according to Annie, they need to get someone to move in with them to help yeah, help the rent. Money. What what do you think that'll be? Uh, is that another backburner thing or? I think it just wasn't necessarily so important. It's just kind of a minor plot detail. It's not really important to the development of the characters at mm. this point. Uh, I mean, who knows, though? We could have Troy back by season six. Oh, so man. Who knows what will happen? Mm. Do you think that depends on if he gets that uh, NBC TV show or no? Wasn't he, didn't he, you wasn't know, he on the line for weird. another TV show? I don't want it to depend on that because then I have to live in the world where I root against Donald <laughs> Glover getting a TV show. Um, so I hope it's not dependent on that, but, uh, it might be. Mm-hmm. Or, or I couldn't remember if it was NBC or if it had already moved on to another channel who wanted his show. Well, there was FX was, was there was talk of an exact of, of an FX show mm-hmm. at one point. I don't know if that's the same show we're thinking of here or what. I don't know either, but there was definitely, uh, some talks of an FX show. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think, uh, we love to talk about season six, but if, if whatever happens, if, if, if community should have to move to one of these FX or TBS situations, I think we'd be on board with that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. As long as Dan Harmon's still involved or even, a even, a yeah, even a Hulu or yeah. a Netflix. I think, uh, I'm, I, if community, you know, if it can't be appreciated on network television, I think it can be appreciated elsewhere. Yeah. I think sometimes I'm all for it. Sometimes the the story is good enough. You just you know, if, if it's not uh not appealing to uh you know the eighteen to forty five or whatever Abed says in that one episode, <laughs> or eight. Yeah, to those those they yeah. don't. Oh, eighteen it. to forty nine. That was it. Yeah, well, that's the classic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not enough. Uh, what are those boxes called? Nielsen. Nielsen families. Uh, yeah. You know, Brendo was I, almost one of them, but uh, it would have mean he had mm-hmm, to get real I remember TV. hearing about that. Brendo is, of course, f- friend of a friend of the show, uh, one of the uh, hosts of Popsicles, which is another show I'm on, just for, for those And Radio Brendaman. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Did, did you think of anything? Uh, you don't want to talk about uh, Annie or anything? Uh, Annie was there. I talked about yeah. her. I mean, uh, <laughs> her in relation to Hickey is what I really thought was interesting because that was her major. 
Yeah, that's, that was kind of her her mm-hmm. thing yep. this year. We do get some brief uh, updates on her on the her and the ongoing mm-hmm. her. And that Jeff only comes saga. right at the end, I think. Really. Uh, well, right at the end, and then there's the there's in the Ass Crack Bandit episode where uh, oh, both Dean and the the Bandit himself uh, accuse them of just going on these little adventures as a way a safe way of uh, expressing their their secret romantic mm-hmm. feelings for each other. You know, and uh, I'd be fine with that. If, if if it just went yeah, on that if way they just forever. kept going on little adventures for safe safe ways of uh, expressing their love i'm i'm okay with that yeah um, I'm down for that. but yeah it's definitely was in the finale where uh jeff and britta were gonna get married because they uh they wanted to settle down and get out of greendale um and annie was disgusted by it which i, th- I thought was funny because that's that was my reaction i, w- I was right there with annie yeah. Eye rolling and, and yeah. gagging, but Annie was Annie was disgusted for maybe different reasons. Unless um, you know, you could be you could be in love with Dean or with Jeff. You know, you could like say a Dean. lot of different names right there, and you'd be right. <laughs> it's a good cast. So yeah, uh, yeah, Annie. I mean, she didn't really. Uh, yeah, she didn't have anything big. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't in big with Tom Hanks. Nope, nope, not at all. She's too young for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any good cameos or guest spots you want to highlight? Uh, that we, I mean, we talked about all of them during the as we went along, but now that we're at yeah, Paget Brewster, shout out to Paget Brewster, oh, sure. showed up as the IT uh, uh, lady in uh, the cork based networking episode. Was she the parking lady? She was the woman. She she wanted a good parking space. Oh, she, she was an was IT in charge of. Uh, yeah, I see. Which is why I said she was the IT lady. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just heard lady. Um, yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there were there was some cameo we're missing. There was this, uh, this season. Tim and Eric showed up mm-hmm. at, at one point. You know, and I actually liked uh, their with, cameo with, a lot. Yeah, they were great. Uh, Jen Kirkman, of course, was there with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, known to Paul F. Tompkins fans as a as a great comedian. And known to other people as a great comedian, but uh, she she featured regularly on Paul F. Tompkins' podcasts, which is why I framed it that way. And I also, I uh, I really enjoyed, uh, well, Moby cameoed in the Ass Crack Bandit episode, but his song that he created about the Ass You're Crack... You're thinking of Ben Folds. Ben You're thinking of Folds. Ben Folds. Ben <laughs> Moby. Moby Folds. You were looking at the Dean, clearly. I, you know, I was thinking, <laughs> and, of, I was thinking about the Moby. Dean a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't uh, know music, so just whatever. Bye. I, I'm yeah, gonna leave. I know you don't. I you can. That's on YouTube. The full version of that song because he wrote a full song. Uh, ben Folds that's did. So great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good season time. Yay. Yeah, great season. Looking forward to the next. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Great Scott. Great Gatsby. Plugs? Yeah, uh, let's start it off with the Shrouded City. That is a comic oh, yeah. that you should be picking up and reading, uh, and you can do yeah. so over at BenviewNetwork.com/comic. Uh, pick, picking up and then buying and then reading. <laughs> if you're at a yes. store, if you're online, if you're online, it would have to be buying, then picking up, then reading. Yes, that's the order. The order of operations here. Uh, the Shrouded City is a yes. comic written by Nathan Schultz and drawn by Amy Watson. Uh, it's been described as a cross between Lethal Weapon and Buffy the Vampire Slayer with a little bit of Cthulhu thrown in. 
It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we're behind it 100%. I have officially I've officially actually read the first issue, and I liked it a Good. lot. So now I can endorse it with, with actual mm-hmm. meaning. So please go uh, go pick that up. They have the first two issues and a t-shirt available online for purchase. That's benviewnetwork.com slash comic. Uh, if you're looking for another podcast yeah. to listen to, you should check out mine. It's called Nerds Eye View. It's a uh, part of the Benview Network. It's at anyviewpodcast.com. We talk about movies and television shows. Every week we review a new film. Uh, as well as go about the you know movie and television news and uh, we play a little game at the end of every episode called guess the ending where we look at what's coming out new in theaters and try and guess how those movies are going to end uh as you're listening to this the most recent nerds every episode uh, has a review of transcendence trans did it suck i heard seconds. it i heard it sucked um I heard it was a shitty You're going to have to listen to find out, but I'm going to wink at you, <laughs> signifying something. Um, okay. And our next episode, we're going to do a review, I believe, of a film called uh, Brick Mansions, uh, which is a remake. Oh, rest yeah, in peace, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Uh, one of his final roles, and it's a remake of uh, District B-13, I believe it's called. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and I can confirm that there is a movie called District B-13. Thank you. Uh, I can't confirm that this is a remake of it. I've heard that. Uh, so, yeah. So, that that should be pretty good. So, come back the next week to check that out. And, you know, you can always go back through the archive, find our other reviews, and check them out. So, that's anyviewpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, go to benviewnetwork.com. Just check out all the other podcasts on there. Uh, I'm on a lot of them. There's uh, <laughs> Popsicles, Matt Brenda's Wrestling Show, Benson's Boombox. Check out all those. Uh, I don't know if the news has dropped. I'll, I'll I'll heat it up right now. Extra damage. Uh, welcome to the Benview Network. That's exclusive. Uh, recently, recently joined the family, as we now say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check out that show. Check out you know Nightwing Loves Power Girl. I was on a recent episode. Andrew was on uh, even more recent episodes. So check mm-hmm. that out. If you want to hear me uh, talking about uh, uh, David, nope, Daniel Klaus. Yep. Uh, you can find all of those. And more at BenviewNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Matt Benson. That's at D-R Matt Benson. And uh, you should do stuff to us on iTunes. You should uh, write a review. You should rate us. You should sub- subscribe to us. If you, uh, if you write us a review, you'll get a mention on the show. Uh, you can also uh, follow the show on Twitter. It's at ShutUpLenPod. And... Um, uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can write us an email at shutupleonardpodcast at gmail.com. So do all of those things. And uh, let's let's we'll take a week off and then we'll start our recaps of season two. Okay. Johnny uh, Johnny Rest over here needs a week off. I got huh? this is the end of the semester. I got papers to write. <laughs> okay. So we'll be gone for a week and then we'll come back with a, a review of the first episode of season two. That. Which was called oh. Basic Anthropology. Oh, that's probably, yeah, that's right. Good. Yeah. Good pull. I know my community history. And that's a good season, too. You know, yeah. they're all good seasons. What it's, am I talking it's, about? It's season two is, is what most people on the internet consider the best season. I don't agree, but uh, that's sort of classically regarded as the best season of community. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it 
at bendunetwork.com. <laughs>